So it's because it, it came on all the time in the holiday season. Right. It's like it's a wonderful life. I've only ever seen a bit of it. I've never <laughs> seen the whole thing. So it's just an okay life for you. Uh, I don't know. I do okay. <laughs> uh, hi everyone! Welcome to the Commentarians. Is this Prairie Home Companion? Husband bulge is now a part of my permanent vocabulary. <laughs> I saw a squirrel. I am going to point out real quick. This to me is like the most disturbing scene in the entire movie. Stop listening right now and go watch Firefly. Hey, this is my podcast. I'm sorry, sorry, Joe. <laughs> We are saying that not only have we been wounded, we survive, and there's a God who heals of these wounds. Jesus isn't about the isms. Uh, he's about his kingdom. Because it is kind of like this idea that Jesus died for all of our sins, except when you had sex. And Jesus doesn't cover that. Hey everyone, it's Nathan, this month's host of Coming Attractions, and I'm here with the host of our feature this month, Joe Zaragoza. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, really excited for this month, uh, it being uh, the Thanksgiving month. We have something that isn't uh, too common, a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. So uh, Thanksgiving, that just to let you know, that's one of my favorite holidays. I love it. Uh, I feel like. Yeah, I, f- I feel like um, Christmas, we kind of, you know, I'm not going to harp on Christmas too much because I don't want to go off on that tangent, but I feel like we, we tend to get really commercial while telling everyone not to be commercial. <laughs> um, you know, we, we wave our Bible with one hand and the, the uh, circular with the other. So, um, you know, there's that. Um, but Thanksgiving, I actually, I really do like the fact that it is about stopping, being with family. Um, I mean, when I was young, I know this doesn't happen so much anymore because everyone wants to get their their Black Friday sales out of the way mm-hmm. up front. Um, you know, everything shut down. The whole town shut down. Like, if you needed anything, it had like it had to be an emergency. And the only place you were going to find it was at a convenience store. Yeah. So you you really needed that item. Um, but, you know, I love the, you know, of course, my family, we're pretty close anyway. Um, even when it's not Thanksgiving, we go in to visit my sister. We all just kind of chill around the fire pit, uh, drink our coffee. Uh, la- last time it was fantastic. Um, we had a beautiful fog. We sat around the fire pit, and before I even realized it, it was already noon. Uh, we'd spent like five hours out there just just chilling, and that's the stuff I like to do, and to me, that's what kind of Thanksgiving is all about. Um, go in, eat some deer jerky, um, because your brother, my brother-in-law, uh, bagged a deer. But but that's not what the movie's about. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the movie and uh, why you why we picked it for this month? Well, on some level, it is about that, uh, and I'll get into that in a bit. Uh, we're doing the amazing, fantastic. Uh, Super funny John Hughes movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles from 1987, starring Steve Martin and John Candy. Uh, And the reason why I say that what you mentioned, it kind of is about that, is that it's about coming home, spending time with your family. 
And that's yeah, well, what this is about. That's what the holiday season is about, right? Yeah, well, when I said that, I, I was specifically referring to the deer jerky. I, I realize that's not Thanksgiving for everyone. But yeah, just <laughs> spending time with family, though, uh, that's what I love about Thanksgiving. And um, from what I understand, this uh, now I've seen bits of this movie. And so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it's It's about trying to get home for the holidays and having trouble getting there. Yeah. Is that right? Right. It's basically Steve Martin uh, is at work two days before Thanksgiving, needing to get to the airport by six. And all he wants to do is get home to his family, who's in Chicago. He's in New York. He has to get home to Chicago. And he has an Occam's razor couple of days. Everything that can go wrong does go wrong. And the whole time, John Candy is there, sometimes causing the problem, sometimes getting him out of trouble, but it's basically a buddy road movie where Steve Martin, who is just, he's not a, a talkative person. He wants everything to just work out right. He wants to be left alone and get home. And John Candy is this guy who just loves talking. He's so, you know, he wants to talk to everyone he comes into contact with. You know, whatever wrong happens, he just rolls with it. He's okay with it. He's, he'll, he just says, we'll, we'll deal with it as it comes. But Steve Martin is just sick and tired of it the whole time. And it's truly a funny, and not just funny, but also it's kind of emotional and heartbreaking and uplifting movie all at the same time. Like, it goes from really funny to really, like, you know, serious in a way yeah. that only Steve Martin and John Candy can do. You know, you forget, you, yeah. you know, they're comedies, but you forget what great actors they actually are. Now, Steve Martin, he's very talented. I, I recently rewatched the comedians in cars getting coffee uh, that featured him. And he just, I, I love to hear him reflect on things and, seeing little bits of his act uh people forget how talented he he is like you say because i mean not only not only can he do stand up which is its own art form he is a he's a solid comedic actor which every every comic i've heard who who starts out in in stand up and goes into to acting they talk about it is a challenge to be able to do things that are on cue um on someone else's cue rather because when you're up there by yourself you're in your own you're, you're you're playing off the audience but to do it scripted is is kind of its own deal and then also i mean hasn't he written some a couple of screenplays well uh, yeah he's I, he's a playwright and, is what he is yeah yeah so, and and then and then he's he's a world-class banjo player an unbelievable banjo player yeah if yeah and we I talk mean, about all that stuff uh, but yeah he's an incredible banjo player yeah, I, 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 I don't remember what it was called, but there's some documentary where it prominently features uh, Steve. It's give me. It's called "Give Me the Banjo." Uh, it's Steve Martin, and uh, it shows him jamming with Bela Fleck. And if you've ever, this is not the Bela Fleck podcast. I'm sorry to go out there in this, but you know, jazz banjo. Like, you know, guys playing jazz fusion on a banjo. How much more crazy do you get than that? And and he's going to jam with Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah so yeah steve martin uh when it comes to talent the guy's got it in spades and work ethic too um because 
you know, talent doesn't get you there. So, um, but yeah, it, so the, sorry, I, I like Steve Martin. Yeah, I think he's an interesting person. Sorry yeah, to go off on that tangent. No, it's not a problem at all. Cause that's basically what we do for this whole movie is just talk about what an amazing person Steve Martin is. But we also talk about what an amazing person John Candy is because he plays such, such a diverse group of groups of people in all of his movies. And this is no different. He plays just this likable, affable, yet really annoying person all at the same time. And he, sure. he, his personality just comes across so brilliantly. And I we mentioned I mentioned this in on on the episode, but he's such a great actor that he's the best part in Home Alone. You know, he he's just this little cameo. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he it's just a little cameo, but he tells and it's such a funny moment when uh he's the leader of a polka band and he since they're touring, he offers to take Kevin's mom home because she can't find a plane back to get to her son. And so he's driving her home and she's like says, I'm such a terrible mom. And he's like, no, you're not. Look at all of us. We're terrible. And then he starts telling all these terrible stories of what awful people, you know, of awful parents that these guys are. But it's so funny. It's so incredible. I remember that now. Right. Yeah. It's so incredibly funny that, you know, it's it's just such a great moment in that movie that if you think it's just about this kid beating up these two guys, but the, his moment just is such a standout role in that whole movie. But yeah, anyways, getting back to yeah. this, no. this movie. <laughs> no, totally fine. No, so no, you, you mentioned it is it is kind of a classic buddy movie, and um, now part of this is I have two young kids, so I may just be out of the loop. But man, I don't feel like they do buddy movies quite like they used to. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that way? Yeah. Uh, I the, the the few that they've tried to do lately. Very few of them actually work. Yeah. So I I, mean, I, 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 have, I I mean I don't know maybe the heat that was a pretty decent one, but other than that it's really it? hard. Well, it you know and I didn't watch the heat um, because we watched what was the other one that uh, the girl from uh, the lady from uh, Gilmore Girls, um, Melissa oh, McCarthy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. She. Um, she. We. Uh, what was the one that she did with Jason Bateman? Oh yeah, um, uh, identity theft. Yeah, I watched that and I just did, it was just annoying. Right, I, I didn't care for it. Yeah. So you you say the heat's better? Yeah, the heat's really funny. It's not a great movie. It's just those, you know, the two main characters are really funny in it. So. You know, it's almost well, like just an excuse for those two, uh, for those two actresses, Sandra Bullock and uh, Melissa McCarthy, to be funny. You know, the the yeah, it's like yeah. the movie's just incidental. You know, <laughs> I, now of course that that may be that may say something also to Sandra Bullock as an actor uh, versus uh, Jason Bateman because Jason Bateman, as much as I really love his brand of comedy when it's put in the right role is kind of a specific brand of comedy mm -hmm. uh, where I feel like Sandra Bullock can be a little more flexible. Yeah. So that, yeah, absolutely. that might be, yeah, that, that might be something to say about it. But um, again, not what we're talking about. So tell me, <laughs> uh, Joe, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like, uh, 
I haven't had much sleep lately, so no. you know, just if you need to tell me to stop talking about something, let me know. Not at all. But that's the thing about this movie <laughs> is that it had it, it, it. We, me, and my guest Chris Williams. So I should bring him up. <laughs> Chris Williams, writer. He uh, he was in our uh, God's Not Dead episode. Uh, he's going to mm-hmm, be our mm-hmm. guest. So we. He's a film critic. He's a writer for a newspaper. He's really, really, and he has his own podcast uh, called "We're uh, We're Watching Here." Uh, really, really funny with his co-host on that one. We that's what we do. We talk about these two actors that we love so much, and we go off on all these different kinds of tangents in this episode. And but we don't forget what this film is actually about. It's about coming home to your family. It's about opening yourself up to strangers, looking at the world around you, and looking at the positive instead of focusing on the negative. So yeah, so we're doing this with Chris Williams, who, if you remember, uh, did God's Not Dead, and such an an amazing film critic, and loves talking about movies. So it was really fun having him back on. Excellent. Well, yeah. that'll be good to have him back. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I do remember the God's Not Dead episode. Um, I, I think I think uh, you guys did a really good job of, of dissecting the movie, um, talking about, you know, it was a flawed movie without just completely bashing everyone involved. Right. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I feel like I could not have been so, uh, might not have been so gracious. So, yeah, it'll be good to have him back. And and hear him talk about a, a, a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's get some of this information out of the way about this movie. So like I said, uh, sure. directed by John Hughes, starring Steve Martin and John Candy, for the most part, with uh, Layla Robbins. I think she's the wife of Steve Martin. Um, rated R. That's We talk about that a bit. That this okay. movie is rated R. In particular, because of one single scene. It's just one scene that made this whole movie rated R, but it is a great scene. It is basically Steve Martin going off on a teller, and he just lays into her dropping the F-bomb over and over and over again. And it is brilliant. It is hilarious. And just for that scene alone... Which, understandably so, this movie got a rated R. Most, almost everything else in the movie is completely clean, nothing terrible. It is all just a, a fun family romp until Steve Martin lays the F-bomb several times. Okay. Well, I, I definitely think this is one of those movies that, I sh- you know, culturally I should have, have seen it all the way through. Because right. um, it was pretty popular as I was, as I was growing up but uh, that scene is probably why I didn't see it when I was growing up because of well anyone who's listened before knows about my parents right well and that's what's interesting is that uh, uh, Chris is talking about how so many of his friends and even himself never knew that scene existed because they only watched it when it was on TV and so yeah. everybody discovered that at different times when they decided, hey, I love this movie. I should buy it or I should rent it at the video store. And then this scene comes on and they're like, I've seen this movie a million times. I didn't know that this scene was even in it because they it was always lopped off from the from the feature, uh, you know, from when they played it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always think it's funny. I had a 
Well, this actually kind of ha- a similar thing kind of happened with uh, with uh, Mickey and our oldest was uh, watching some watching one of the movies that she had seen. I think it was Harry and the Hendersons uh, had seen on TV growing up. And then she put it on Netflix and was like, oh, my goodness, there is a ton of profanity in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's it's always it always seems like it's when you decide to show, to show it to your child is when you discover like, wait a minute. This was not what I was watching on on uh, Saturday afternoon on Fox. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, overall, critics love this movie. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has given it a ninety three percent audience score, eighty seven. So overall, a positive, uh, positive review. Uh, I looked up the Christian site Common Sense Media, which I've used before to talk about uh, these movies. Uh, it says, uh, for Common Sense, they recommend 15 years and up for this movie. Uh, they mm. gave it uh, three stars. Funny comedy about a holiday travel nightmare has profanity. So, as I just mentioned, that's what they say. Uh, a positive message, they give it a three out of five. Uh, positive role models uh, or representation, a one. Which... It's it, yeah, not great role models, but it has a positive message about that. So there's a lot of growth. So I guess by the end, those positive role models change. Um, sex and violence get a three. I don't know anything about sex in this movie. I don't know why they mentioned that huh. as giving it a three. There's one scene where they kind of snuggle in bed, not in, like they fall asleep next to each other in bed, and they end up snuggling. Uh, hmm. for and you know it's a very funny scene. I don't know if I, but I guess for a Christian site, that's that's a little bit much. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of like there's an episode of Star Trek where uh they go to they they run off uh, Kirk and this woman run off and the next thing you see is Kirk's like putting on a boot and she's brushing <laughs> her hair. So you're like, ah, I know what happened there. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I'm curious. Uh, so you said you talk a lot about the actors in the movie. You talk a lot about uh, how much you enjoy each of their their respective work. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you get to talk about any of your Thanksgiving stories um, uh, or any of your uh, stories about like uh, being away from family and trying to get home or anything like that? Yeah. Again, because we talk about some of the, like the themes of the movie throughout the movie, we get into that towards the end because that's when it really becomes apparent what this movie is about. It gets really into one of the characters and what his deal is because he's a little like, you know, like he talks about his wife, he talks about his family. And then there's a reveal at the end that, uh, it really gets to that, and so I wanted to bring that up, and maybe I should bring that up up a little bit. Uh, since it is the holiday season, I wanted to remind everyone, uh, think about your single friends out there. Um, there's a lot of people who don't have anybody to spend the holidays with, even if they do have family to go home to. The fact that they're still single, uh, it gets really, really difficult around this time, so give them a little extra attention. I finally yeah. have a girlfriend now, so I have that person to spend the holidays with. But it's been a really, really tough several years being a single person during the holidays, watching everybody else enjoy their holidays with their girlfriends or their wives. So, I, yeah, I do that in the episode. Um, I get a little bit deeper into that there. 
But I just wanted to remind everyone, look out for your single friends, maybe friends, people who have lost loved ones. You know, they really, really need your love around the holidays. So uh, talk about, yeah, so uh, we bring that up. And we also talk about how here in LA, it's filled with uh, people from out of the state, from out of the town. You know, people, yeah, millions of people come here to make it, to start a career, to become famous or noticed or to work in an industry they love, whether it's comedy or the movies or, you know, behind the scenes, whatever. So uh, during the holidays, the town goes empty because everyone leaves, leaving a few people behind who can't afford to go home. And they kind of form this bond, this community of their of their own. On Christmas Day, which, yeah, it's not Thanksgiving, but it's on Christmas Day. And it's kind of this beautiful kind of thing that happens in L.A. So we talk about that also a little bit. So, yeah, it's basically, you know, we we talk about that, that look out for those who don't have anybody in their lives. You know, they're the ones who be their family, basically. Yeah. Well, I'll be looking forward to hearing about that. I'm, I don't want to. I don't want you to, to give too much away because you know we definitely want everyone to hear that. Um, sure. But that's something that's probably a good reminder for me as well because I do live in a college town and we do have people who can't afford to fly back to where their their point of origin is. Mm-hmm. So that's a yeah yeah something so. something I've been pondering myself. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good. Good, definitely good reminder. Right. So there you go. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles out uh, November 15th. Uh, it's basically a, just a road movie. You can watch it any time of the year. It's not specifically a Thanksgiving movie, but it is about heading home to your family for Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, it, it is a holiday film because that's what holidays are about. You know, most holiday movies are about being with your family. And so, yeah, a yeah. really good pick from uh, Chris this uh, this month. Uh, to tackle for the holiday season. Excellent. Well, we'll be looking forward to it. Um, Joe, thanks so much for spending some time and uh, telling us what we got coming up. Um, Everyone out there in the internet world, thank you for joining us. We'll be glad to see you back here on the 15th. Um, I'm looking forward to what sounds like it's going to be a a lighthearted, but still uh, informative and even at times possibly challenging conversation. So that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, If, if you want to be part of the conversation and you're not actually on this recording, uh, you can do that by hitting us up on facebook.com slash the commentarians. You can find us on Twitter at the comments pod, Instagram at the commentarians pod, or you can find us at ravencreeksc.com where you can find not only this show, but uh, a couple others and uh, even some more in the future. We're hoping, um, but we look forward to you coming back and uh, let us know what you think. Be part of the conversation, and we will see you on the 15th. Thanks. See you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Commentarians Podcast, a Raven Creek Social Club production. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecommentarians. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember, movies are a reflection of our lives and of other people's lives, and we get to experience them together. Come back to the movies with us. We love sharing them with you.